The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Good day, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution, not to see who's on the right or left, but who is on the straight and narrow. And you can tell I've had the, the glitches here. I didn't even get the fader turned off in this thing that will not hold the um, that's my settings for some reason. <laughs> in any case... I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsofLibertyRadio.com and also SonsofLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of the radio, you want to watch the video portion of the radio show. That's right. You can see the faces made for radio. Head over to SonsofLibertyMedia.com. There you're going to see two videos at the top of the page. The one on the left side is a Bradley show from... Saturday, two hours worth of Bradley Dean. So if you didn't get a chance to see that and you'd like to do so, uh, you can do so now. I mean, the, practically now he's going an hour and a half. I don't know, maybe two hours some days. Uh, but uh, he he is extending and using that time, and I think that's great. Um, and I think you guys are enjoying him spending some extra time with you each day uh, on the radio at 3 p.m. Eastern, if you haven't caught that. On the right side of the page is where we're at. Click on that. Uh, play button, blow up whatever device you got. Look for the Rumble icon, bottom right-hand corner. Click on that. Join us in the chat on Rumble. Got a lot of friends over there this morning, so great to see you guys. Yeah, it was really fast, wasn't it? <laughs> if only you knew what I deal with and juggle with in the mornings prior to the show. Oh, it's funny. It, it really is kind of uh, exciting because you never know what's going to happen uh, here on the Sons of Liberty. In any case... While you're over there on Rumble, please subscribe to the channel. We also have we're also on beforeitsnews.com, top of the page there. We know we have a lot of friends over there, so we appreciate you guys uh, tuning in for us. Back to sonslibertymedia.com, right up where we're streaming live. Again, if you I have usually have my ad blocker on, so all those ads aren't there on the side. We don't have very many. We whittled them down. We did it to kind of help the company that was with us. But um, if you scroll down, you're going to see where you can sign up for an email newsletter goes out once a day, late afternoon, early evening. All the articles we have at sonsoflibertymedia.com, including the Morning Show Archive. We're also highlighting this week, and I didn't get a chance to pull it up, but this is our store, and I don't know why in Chrome. I'm ready to take Chrome and pitch it, mainly because it's a Google product. It was good for a time, uh, kind of lightweight in uh, the software it had, but not anymore. So this is all the profits we're pointing to the front. This is Bradley's latest book. 
It's $10 in our store. You can still get Soldier of the Cross. That's $10. And also the bundle with the Soldier of the Cross book, a t-shirt in that size, and also a dog tag of your color starting at $34. It goes up from there if you've got a double X um, shirt or larger. But this, all the profits are pointing the front, latest book from Bradley. And then pretty soon we're going to have the uh, Children of the Apostate, I think. That's a lot of, st- 300 and something pages is a lot to proofread. <clears throat> and you can put, uh, yeah, <laughs> you can put, um, it doesn't matter how, look, I can tell you as a guy who's read a bunch of stuff, and, and even my own things, I got one set of eyes on it, and oftentimes, many uh, contributors that I have, I know they've put other people people's eyes on it. Um, I'll comb through it, and there's very little that you have to fix, if anything. Um, mine, oh, I, I could tell you some stories. The first day... Was it the first? No, it was. The, it was in the first month that I actually was doing this kind of stuff for uh, for a job, if you will. I learned. It, it was. You got to understand. It was. They brought me in. They paid me good money. They knew I had a family and things. And I had never done it before. I'm not a writer or anything like that. I, I definitely didn't have good English skills. If you don't believe me, ask my mom, uh, who was constantly saying when I would say, you know, and now I know why. Now I know why, because it had, there's theological implications for how we use words. So, I, you know, you're a kid. Mom, can I go to the bathroom? Well, I know you can. The issue is not your ability. You ask permission to go to the bathroom. So, may. so when you go to the scriptures, you start seeing permission words that are used, and you start seeing ability words that are used. And this is how, again, you know, God says, hey, if you're hungry and thirsty, come after me, right? If, you, if you're seeking righteousness, come after me. But then he also tells us our lack of ability to achieve those things in and of ourselves. So there was, there was things, you know, that I had to learn along the way. And, you know, when I got into this, there was a lot of grammatical stuff I had forgot because I just, I don't write or anything. So I got me one of those little books that said, um, you know, Grammar for Dummies. And, uh, and I learned a little tips. I, I still have lots to learn. So if you read some of my stuff and it's off, that's, that's why. Uh, a misspelling, but I remember one time in the first month that I was doing this, uh, one of the things that I did was I made a title, and it was supposed to be in the negative, like there was supposed to be a not in the title, right? And it was in the positive. And it was from the ele- one of the alleged good guys at the time. And I did it, and I put it up, thinking I'd read everything, looked over and all, and it sat up overnight. And uh, when I got up the next day, I had all kinds of comments going, you're an idiot. And, well, I was an idiot. Just Let's just be honest. I didn't pay attention to what was going on there. And I was like, oh, no, I've got this guy saying this thing. And, uh, and I, I've done that once or twice. It's, been, it's totally by accident. It's not on purpose. Uh, but there's those things uh, that we've had. All right, so <clears throat> a lot of people have been talking about... Um, the Tucker Putin interview. Uh, we're not going to talk Super Bowl here. I didn't even wa- I didn't watch it. The Chiefs and somebody were playing. I don't know. I mean, the only reason I know the Chiefs is because I open up the thing and I see it. But I, I don't. Who's the other team? I don't know. And I don't care because guess what? <laughs> Come start of the season later this year in the football thing, it doesn't matter if you won this year or not because you're right on the bottom with everybody else. <laughs> 
I mean, it's a, it's a, I don't know. It's an incredible thing. Um, but in any case, there you go. And, uh, and that stuff's going on. We're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about some things that are affecting our perception of, of reality. And one of those is the Russian president, Putin. Now, I couldn't get Alex on. We, we published his, um, his article yesterday on SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, uh, and it's titled, The Truth About Putin, What Fake Media Hides From Us. Okay? And uh, so since I couldn't get a- Alex on at short notice, um, I thought I'd play his little video that he did, The Truth About Putin. And I think this is a thing that, look, I, I'm not trying to slam anybody, but what I am saying is people need to know who they're dealing with. You said, well, Tim, you've been pretty positive about Putin. Yeah, on some things I have. I mean, I can understand a guy who understands that our country has illegally been funding bioweapons in a country that is on his border. I understand that completely. I understand that when uh, we went in there earlier, what was it, 2012 or 14, with our CIA operatives and getting people on there who are revolutionaries and understand the difference between a revolutionary and a reformer, the reformer seeks to, to correct what's going on there. Uh, the, the problems that are going on, whether it's in the church or the government or whatever organization you're in, you're trying to reform it. You're trying to do it bloodlessly. You don't want to get in a fight with somebody. And um, that you're having to point out the crimes of the United States. And, and we have been engaged in crimes. That To think that we're somehow morally superior to everybody else, we have that heritage. There's no question about that. We have a heritage of that, and that comes from the Bible. We point to the righteousness of Christ, not the righteousness of man. This is why we were. This is why our founders put checks and balances in place that have not been used. Why? Because the people have failed to be the law. They failed to be the people of God. And if you're going to fail to be the people of God, then you're going to reap the consequences of that. Deuteronomy 28. I mean, I don't. That one right there in the minds of our listeners. You almost should have Deuteronomy 28 memorized. You really should. There it is. You want life? Obey the Lord. You want death? Disobey the Lord. Pretty simple. You want blessings? Obey Him. Cursings? Disobey Him. That's what it is. So I remember years ago, and uh, Dr. Lee Merritt and I, we, we, we played our interview together on Friday, and Dr. Lee and I were talking about it, and she goes, you know, Putin's Christian. Okay, now... I understand that he attends a Russian Orthodox church. And I was trying to find it this morning, and I haven't seen it in years, okay? But somebody was interviewing Putin about his Christian testimony. I don't know that I think Putin is a Christian, at least from the testimony I heard. It had nothing to do with sin. Um, He's got like a little necklace or something, and he's talking about being in a fire at Christmas time or something, coming out of it, and then he has this necklace with this. It's it's almost, it reminded me of some of the Roman Catholic necklaces, you know, Saint whatever for the patron saint of whatever, and people wear those those necklaces, and it kind of reminds me of that. And he kind of, you know, said, well, this is what kind of got me through. It was my mom's and uh, stuff like that. So, um, and he began to, you know, just share that story, and it was an interesting story, Uh but I don't know that it's a Christian conversion. 
And I'm, I'm speaking as a man. I don't know this Christian version because I don't see any talk of sin. I didn't see any talk of repentance towards God, faith in the Lord Jesus, or any of that. Uh, it was just kind of like a, there, there was a um, maybe an emotional response that was being ginned up because of what happened in the fire. And I, I don't remember if it took his mother or not, I, I don't, or somebody in his family. Um, but I remember seeing that. You could find it online. I'm pretty sure they haven't censored that. Okay, they want you to see that that way. But I do know that Putin has taken a lot of his lead as to what he's doing in his position there in Russia from the Russian Orthodox Church. Uh, you remember this group years ago, what were they called? Uh, the girl group. And I don't know, they, they would go into churches or, or public settings and they would protest. Pussy Riot, that was the name of the group, the girl group. And they ended up getting time in jail, and that was all because Putin was taking his lead against LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ stuff from the Russian Orthodox Church. Yes, I know he went and attended mosques and all this other stuff, and of course some people will say, well, he's just opening up, you know, people, their dictates of their mindset. I don't know. I'm not following that path. What I'm, what I'm here to present is what Alex did on this subject, and... Um, I found that to be real interesting because Alex is usually pretty thorough with stuff. And um, so he recently did like a 20, about a 20 minute, 22 minute. Um, and I don't know why Rumble wants to do things. When you push the slider back, even though you have it paused, when you push it back, it automatically starts playing it. I don't know what's up with that. But um, he gives some background work into Putin. And the reason I want to present it is I'm not trying to undermine a thing here. Okay, I personally, <laughs> I wonder if we can't trust Putin a little more than we can trust our own government. But with that said, I'm not so naive as to know where he came from. Now, if God's changed a man, fine. If he really did change him, fine. But I haven't heard at least a Christian testimony from him. Okay, so that's this, this is just coming, again, our foundations are the Bible and the Constitution. And we hold... You know, the stick up, what thing, what people say, what people do. We hold it up to in light of the Scripture. And it's not to put the person down. It's to exalt the God who gave us the Scriptures, right? And to exalt the Son, the Lord Jesus. So, with that said, I'm going to play this, um, <clears throat> this video here from Alex. Now, again, you guys watched the—many of you have watched. Some of you haven't. The Tucker Carlson interview with Vladimir Putin— Everybody say, oh, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I want you to think about something. And I always keep this just in the back of my mind. I try not to speak too much until the person really does show themselves. But you've got to understand. Let me change that. You have to realize, I don't, I don't, I'm beginning to not, I know the word is legitimate, but I, I do think of what the words combined mean, to stand under whatever this premise is, okay? I don't want you standing under anything, I want you overcomers. I want to be an overcomer, I want you to be. And I was thinking about that today, our language, boy, just more and more, little phrases, little words that we use. Um, I was thinking about the, just the issue of proud this morning in the shower. Uh, I heard somebody, uh, s you know, say that I'm proud of whatever. Well, pro when you say I'm proud, you're driving whatever you say after that back towards you. 
If you and, and the Bible says God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Maybe this is a good scenario or a good parable, if you will, to use to show you what I'm talking about with Putin or you, some of you guys still with Trump. It's the same kind of thing, okay? So we, we correct our words. So instead of saying, I'm proud of my son that he did, blah, blah, blah. Well, you're directing that the praise and the glory and the honor go back to you, aren't you? My son, I, 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 I'm proud. But when you say, I'm thankful to God for my son, how he's developed, how he's understood, how he does this, how he does that, because we know it is God who works in us both to will, that's the want to, and to do, that's the do, (laughs) his good pleasure. That's what the scripture says. So it's little things like that that begin to transform not only how we speak, how we think, how we begin to look at the world, how we examine even when people tell us certain things, because they're caught up in the same phrases and words and everything else that we are. So with that said, I want to give you a little background here. We've done a show on Tucker Carlson, too. And some people, you know, Dr. Lee and I were talking about it, and she, you know, I think one of her comments was, you know, if the guys are going in the right direction, don't we want to encourage them in that? Well, yes, we do. But we don't want to be naive in that. All of a sudden, a guy who's worth, how much is uh, Carlson worth? It's more than $300 million, I think it was, that Bradley quoted the other day. And all, he's been at Fox all this time. He, his life has been tied up with CIA uh, journalist stuff and all. And look, we've got the goods on it. Alan McLeod from Mint Press News. And I know some people go, oh, well, they're left-wing this. That. Well, I'm going to tell you. It doesn't matter if they're left-wing. Sometimes they have good reports. And Alan, I, you know, I trust his stuff because he sources all his stuff there. Whether you call him left-wing or not, and I don't necessarily agree with some of his conclusions, but usually his reporting is pretty good. And people need to have that because sometimes the, the alleged enemy of your enemy is telling you the truth about your enemy, <laughs> if you got that. So in any case, we may cover a little bit of Tucker Carlson here in a little bit as well, but this issue on Putin, it's vital that people actually understand this background. And when you understand this background for Putin, when you hear him speak and all the things, you can say, that's right, that's right, that's right. But in the back of your mind, you better keep in the back of your mind of what this guy's background is. Okay? That's all I'm saying. Uh... And I think that's important for the people to have, you know, in their thinking, because again, Vladimir Lenin, the best way to control the opposition is to lead it. And people still don't get that here in the United States about the Republican Party. They are controlled. They are controlled. From the moment somebody gets, you can elect somebody who has somewhat of a, liberty-loving, constitutional, biblical worldview. And you can send a lot of those people up there to D.C. And literally within the first year, you'll begin to see them change. How many of you guys thought Ted Cruz was the cat's meow when he went up there? A lot of, a lot of people did, didn't they? Oh, this guy was the one that won the Heller case, which really didn't... I, again, I, I just I don't understand the need for all these laws and stuff. If if the if the Constitution is supposed to be the law of the land that says you have the right to keep and bear arms, why are we fighting over whether you have it in the house or you don't have it in the house? That just seems silly to me. Okay, 
And again, this is why my friend Bill, by the way, before I play this, my friend Bill, the truck driver theologian, you guys who know, he put out a, uh, a meme the other day. I thought it was brilliant. It's really where I, my mindset is going with a lot of stuff. Um, and I want to see if I can just bring this up right quick because I think this kind this kind of, uh, I can't post for, I don't know, 10 years or whatever on Facebook again. Uh, you, you know, they're, you know, they're just being honest as they can be, right? Uh, this is his, I'm going to show you guys, this is his, um, this is his post. And I think it's, I think it's just right on. I mean, I, I really do. I'm going to bring this up for you guys. The purpose of civil government or magistrates, ecclesiastical government or elders in the church, and family government, parents, is to produce people who don't need governing. You get that? Let me say it again. The purpose of civil government, which are magistrates, ecclesiastical government, which are elders, and family government, which is Parents is to produce people who don't need governing. Why? Because you've been diligent about teaching them the commands, the statutes, and the judgments of God. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 1. Did you understand that? Free people are capable of self-government. Now, what he really means by self-government is governing one's body and mind and in intentions, and thoughts under King Jesus. Because they have internalized and practiced biblical ethics. This is what he says. Free people are capable of self-government because they have internalized and practiced biblical ethics. What does that sound like to you? Does that not sound like John Adams' quote about our Constitution as wholly inadequate for people who don't have these religious principles. And I, think, I do think he was probably talking about Christianity. I don't think he was, he was thinking in terms of just any old religion. I, I, I really don't. And even in his letters with Thomas Jefferson, where I think there's some, oh, there's some, there's some light-handed words that go back and forth, um, I think he had that in mind. I think that's why he would say that. So with that said... I'm going to turn over to Alex here. And again, like I said, we were a little late. I knew if I called Alex, he probably wouldn't be able to come in in the morning. So what I'm going to do is we're going to have Alex here right now. Now, Alex would be on the show. It's not that he would. I don't think he would say no. Um, but uh, here's Alex Newman. Again, this runs about 22 minutes. But this is for all the people who are getting all caught up in this Tucker Putin interview. It's just a little background. Okay, it's just something to say, put the brakes on, slow down, think about what you're being given, and think about the background for Vladimir Putin. Here it is. Hold on. We've got, I've got this blocked out because I was um, moving things ahead. So let me back him up, and then Rumble's going to start. I'm going to show you what I'm There's talking about. There's a lot back more to Vladimir Putin, the Russian leader, than you're hearing from the fake media even from the conservative media. I believe he's a critical part of the deep state plan for a new world order. And I think the evidence is overwhelming. Stay tuned and I'll tell you more. 
Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Behind the Deep State. I am your host, Alex Newman. Thank you so much for joining us today. And uh, obviously, Putin is at the top of the headlines, not just across the United States, but around the world because of his interview with Tucker Carlson. Now, uh, fascinating. I want to start off by saying, you know, kudos to Tucker Carlson. Any real journalist would have been uh, very, very pleased to have the opportunity to interview one of the most important leaders on planet Earth. Um, you know, I have no grudge against uh, Tucker for doing this interview. In fact, uh, you know, again, any legitimate journalist would want to uh, do that interview to bring that perspective to Americans. Now, uh, Tucker actually explained why he was interviewing Putin, and he made clear that it wasn't because he has a special affinity for Russia or, or even Putin, but because he loves his own country. He loves America. And uh, since the American people have been unconstitutionally funding a war uh, directly involving Russia, and they've been mostly hearing one side of the story from the media. Um, Tucker argues that they deserve to know the truth and then make up their own minds. And of course, this is actually what journalists are supposed to do. Here's uh, Tucker talking a little bit about this. Most Americans have no idea why Putin invaded Ukraine or what his goals are now. They've never heard his voice. That's wrong. Americans have a right to know all they can about a war they're implicated in. And we have the right to tell them about it because we are Americans too. Freedom of speech is our birthright. We were born with the right to say what we believe. That right cannot be taken away no matter who is in the White House. But they're trying anyway. Almost three years ago, the Biden administration illegally spied on our text messages and then leaked the contents to their servants in the news media. They did this in order to stop a Putin interview that we were planning. Last month, we're pretty certain they did exactly the same thing once again. But this time, we came to Moscow anyway. We are not here because we love Vladimir Putin. We are here because we love the United States and we want it to remain prosperous and free. We paid for this trip ourselves. We took no money from any government or group, nor are we charging people to see the interview. It is not behind a paywall. Anyone can watch the entire thing shot live to tape and unedited on our website, tuckercarlson.com. Elon Musk, to his great credit, has promised not to suppress or block this interview once we post it on his platform, X, and we're grateful for that. Western governments, by contrast, will certainly do their best to censor this video on other less principled platforms because that's what they do. Okay, I, so I just want to interrupt here just a second to explain something. Tucker Carlson has been involved with the CIA in the past. Okay? Tucker Carlson has been uh, down there with the Sandinistas. Okay, we've covered this before. And again, I'll drop in the comment section of the Rumble and also in the archive, I'll try to put these, these links to these articles that show you this stuff. They document it. He's worth three or four hundred, three, three or four hundred million dollars. That's what he's worth. Oh, they're trying to stop us. They're Listen, if the government was trying to stop you on Twitter, do you think they'd have a hard time stopping you? I'm just, I'm just curious, what have you guys seen over the past four years? Oh, but Tim, Elon Musk is the savior. He's letting all these um, the, the, the accounts back in, and we had not let mine in. My 24 to 48 hours has been like two years now on my, on my original Twitter account. And, and that's after sending multiple things to say, have you guys examined my account, and they won't respond, and then sending them after Elon Musk took over. Don't, don't. Most of you are smart enough to figure out that Elon Musk is not on our side. He might be a broken clock who's right twice a day kind of thing. Um, 
But he's a part of it. And I don't think that I don't think many people can grasp the gravity of what it is to deceive the people like that. I know it's hard for me. How can all these people be in on this? They're doing it in our face. I mean, that's the that's the thing. This is not happening in a back room. They do it in our face and they laugh at us that they're doing it. Okay, so just keep that in mind when you're hearing about Tucker Carlson. We we used our own money. Well, if I'm worth three or four hundred million dollars, you're probably going to see a lot different stuff from me as far as me being able to travel and cover some things and maybe some more of our own original content from me being able to do something like that on SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. You'd probably see that. And we'd keep it in-house. It would be funded by you. It wouldn't be funded by government at all. None, Sons of Liberty is not funded by government at all. But we don't have politicians giving us money. We don't have any of this other. I mean, yeah, sure, there's ads on there. Our message is not dictated by advertisers. If they want to cut us off, they cut us off. Fine, knock yourself out. We had Google cut us off when we first started. We don't tailor our message according to advertisers who want to put something on our site. We don't do that. We speak what we actually believe. What did God other people would do that? But you can't trust any of these people because of the background. You always have to, because you don't know the person. How many of you actually know Tucker Carlson? I mean, on a daily basis, you go and visit him. Maybe you eat with him. You, you talk with him. You have a cup of coffee with him in the morning. Some people do. You'll probably know that guy better than anybody else. And if you've got any discernment, you're going to see where there's, there's places where there's sellout. You're going to see it. It's going to be there. How does a guy go from Fox News, where he has so many million views, and he breaks away from that, and he's got like 100 times that, and yet, oh, they're going to try everything to censor us. Really, Tucker? No, they're letting you go, dude, because you've already bought it. Hook, line, and sinker here. And I'm told I should encourage these guys when they do it. I, I can't. It's not that I'm going to say something bad. I'm just saying you guys have to remember the background of the men you're listening to. That's all I'm saying. Remember the background. And this is the part that Alex is pulling out with regard to Putin. And I'm going to try not to interrupt. It's just some of this, I think it's necessary to interject just so the listener is reminded. Because if you're a person who takes in the Mockingbird media daily, I haven't been in the Mockingbird media since... It's been a long time. It's been many, many, many moons. Okay? The only thing I see of the Mockingbird media is if I have to do a report and I'm going over to pull something where they're quoting somebody or something else. That's all I see. I don't watch it. I don't play it. It's not in our house. We, we just don't have that ability to get it. And I'm not any worse off for it. But I just want you guys to remember that. Here's, here's the rest of the interview here. They are afraid of information they can't control. But you have no reason to be afraid of it. We are not encouraging you to agree with what Putin may say in this interview but we are urging you to watch it. You should know as much as you can. And then, like a free citizen and not a slave, you can decide for yourself. Thanks. 
So there you go. That's Tucker's explanation for why he did that. It's, it's bizarre that you even need that preface. I mean, everybody should understand that interviewing somebody doesn't mean you agree with them, right? Journalists are supposed to agree with or d- interview all kinds of people, people they agree with, people they disagree with, people who have different perspectives on the same issue. But that's literally what you learn in Journalism 101. And yet the left is freaking out. The globalists are freaking out. Um, they're arguing that it might jeopardize the war in Ukraine. They, and maybe they're worried it might jeopardize World War Three or even the endless spending of U.S. money. Uh, CNN actually said Putin walks away with propaganda victory after Tucker Carlson's softball interview. The European Union is threatening sanctions against Tucker Carlson, which is really interesting because uh, the governor what? of California... Very recently, he actually met with the mass murdering dictator of communist China, President Xi Jinping, who is uh, arguably a worse dictator than Vladimir Putin. He's got more people in uh, re-education camps. Uh, he, he is certainly more repressive in many ways than Putin. But um, there, there's so much going on here, folks, that I want to go through and uh, you know, about Putin, about the new world order, about the deep state, about how all this fits in. And we've written on this extensively in the New American magazine. for I, I've been doing it for over a decade. And now this subject is really, really coming to the forefront. Now, uh, there are allegations that uh, the Biden administration actually tried to stop Tucker Carlson from being able to interview this uh, uh, this leader. And uh, according to the White House, these allegations are ridiculous. That's what um, the spokesperson uh, for the White House said. We don't know the truth of that or not. But um, a couple of things that I want to talk about as far as what's going on here. I mean, to understand Putin, I think first and foremost, you need to understand that he's a creature of the KGB. Uh, The KGB, for those of you who aren't familiar, is uh, one of the most ruthless organizations that has ever existed on the planet. Uh, They use assassination. They use murder. They used torture. They used uh, ruthless persecution of dissidents. Uh, They took turns either variously repressing Christians, persecuting Christians, or trying to co-opt the church, and quite successfully, actually, in Russia. If you look even still to this day, the Russian Orthodox Church is filled with former KGB agents at all the way to the very top, including uh, Patriarch Kirill. Uh, huge amounts of evidence suggests that he was an officer with the KGB. Uh, we'll get into this a little bit more later as well. Now, Anatoly Golitsyn, I believe he was one of the most important defectors to ever come to the Western world from the Soviet Union. Uh, he actually argued that the West, and, and this was back in the, uh, long before the, the collapse of the Soviet Union, he published some books in the early 1980s when the federal government wouldn't take him seriously. Uh, he argued that the Soviets were planning a very long-range deception strategy, whereabouts uh, they, they'd bring about a phony collapse of communism. They would tell the world that communism collapsed, but behind the scenes, the communists would remain in charge. The KGB officers, the Communist Party apparatchiks, they, they would become businessmen and oligarchs and politicians. Okay. Alex has given you history. Many of you who are listening and some of you who are in the chat, I know you're at least my age or older. Some of you are a little younger than me. But you're around that general time frame where Reagan was in office, what was it, in the 80s. And we saw, the, you know, Mr. Gorbachev, tell, tear down that wall. You know, we saw all that stuff. And then we also, we've covered many times where Reagan was suckered into this issue. And I, I got to tell you, I, I say sucker, suckered. Because I got a book about that thick with all his letters. And I'm sitting here going, Ronald Reagan to me seemed like, seemed like he was a, just a run-of-the-mill everyday guy, even though he was this Hollywood superstar. And again, that I keep that in the back of my mind, too. Okay, And then he signs over from what we're seeing, the fruit of, 
He signed over 40 years ago. This was the guy that Rush Limbaugh pushed. Do you wonder why, when we have to talk about this stuff, we have to talk about the ideology that Rush Limbaugh put in the people's minds? Because Rush Limbaugh pushed Reagan. Reagan was the one who, who gave you the war on drugs. How's that working out for you? Oh, Tim, we don't want kids taking drugs and this, that, and the other. Well, let me tell you something. The majority of that is a war on God's creation. It's not a war on drugs. If you're a war on drugs, then you'd be hitting Pfizer and Moderna and Johnson and Johnson and the rest of these cats. But you're not doing that because they've actually murdered people. And then you get the lies in the media about how God's creation has somehow killed people. Nonsense. Nonsense. And then you open up the door for the police to come in and all that. Reagan pushed that. Reagan also pushed this idea that he tore down communism. Spin us into debt like nobody's business to defeat communism. That was, that was the claim. Remember? Many of you probably can remember even the time where he, um, he was, they were trying to bomb, what was the guy's name over in Libya? Muammar Gaddafi. And they just missed him and they, they hit a tent or something and killed his son. And you didn't hear about Gaddafi for like, I don't know, two or three decades. You heard about him right before they went in. The U.S. Uh, funded the guys to go in there and kill him. And we did that. We did that. Don't hear, sit here and tell me that we have some kind of moral superiority just because of our foundations. Our foundations are Christian. They are. But the apostasy we see going on and the lawlessness that we see, especially with other countries and stuff, that is not biblical that's sinful. That is sinful. This is what we talk about when we talk about going to these unconstitutional wars, all this. Sorry, another interruption there. And, uh, of course, that's exactly what happened, uh, and not just in Russia, but in Bulgaria, in Romania, uh, in a lot of the former uh, communist nations that were behind the Iron Curtain. Uh, and this is indisputable, right? When the Nazi regime fell, the Nazis went on trial. They were executed for war crimes, many of them, for, for mass murder. What happened when the Soviet Union fell? How many people were put on trial for mass murder, for torture, for the tens of millions of people who were slaughtered brutally? Uh, and the answer is none. None of them at all. Right? Uh, instead, they rebranded themselves as social Democrats and businessmen. And they picked up state-owned assets for pennies on the dollar. Many of them are still buddy-buddy uh, with Putin today. Now, Putin also portrays himself uh, as kind of this great defender of Christianity, this defender of Christian civilization. And, uh, you know, he certainly says things that a lot of American conservatives and a lot of conservatives around the world would agree with. He, you know, he, he points out that the West has become uh, morally degenerate, and he's absolutely right. He, he points to the, the war on the family. He points to the war on Christianity. He, he points to this mockery of marriage, the, the homosexual pride parades targeting children. And, uh, of course, a lot of people in the West agree with his sentiments on that, at least his publicly professed sentiments. But when, he, when it comes to his Christianity, and of course we can't judge his heart, that's not our place, but uh, he said some really interesting things that I think should cause us to pause and reflect. Uh, one of the things that he said was that communism was actually very similar to Christianity. <laughs> it's interesting. Uh, here's the, the direct quote. He says, communist ideology is very similar to Christianity. In fact, freedom, equality, brotherhood, justice, everything is laid out in the Holy Scripture. It's all there. Uh, he said this in an interview with uh, for a Russian documentary called Valam. Uh, parts of it were actually aired on uh, the, the Kremlin-owned television station, Russia One. He says, in the code of the builder of communism, this is sublimation. It's just such a primitive excerpt from the Bible. Nothing new was invented. Uh, now, <sighs> 
you know, I, I, I'm not a theologian, but I can tell you that communism and Christianity are not very similar. In fact, they're almost opposites, right? Okay, let, let's just clarify something. Alex is right about that. That, but he, but he is, he is a theologian. All of us are. We're either good ones or we're bad ones. I think Alex has got a pretty good theology, at least that he presents and how he comments on things. Just so you know, everybody's a theology a theologian. The question is, are you a good one? Are you a bad one? And it's not a four-letter word, by the way. In, uh, in, in virtually every respect. Um, it's uh, truly, truly amazing that uh, one could, could make a claim like that, that uh, Christianity and communism were similar. Christianity uh, believes in forgiving and loving. Uh, communism believes in hate and mass murder, and that's what has happened everywhere. Now, they claim they want equality, but, but really what they're talking about is theft and envy. Right? That guy has more than you, so you should envy him, and then we should steal from him. And uh, you know that, that is uh, a flagrant, flagrant violation of what the Bible teaches with uh, thou shalt not steal, right? There, there, notice there's no exemption for, uh, well, that guy has more than me, <laughs> so that, therefore it's okay to steal. Uh, so, so communism is not very similar to Christianity, and uh, unfortunately this is uh, a view that has been publicly offered by Putin. Uh, I, I, we'll show you some clips if we have some time in the next uh, segment. We'll, we'll let you listen to some of what Putin said. Uh, he, again, ha- has some remarks that a lot of American conservatives will agree with, but I, I think it's very, very dangerous here. So stay tuned. We're going to be right back when we get uh, back from these quick messages right here on Behind the Deep State for the New American Magazine. Imprisonment, forced labor, permanent separation from my family. Perhaps is available just going to jump ahead if you want to get the Amazon. And all, you can get for a that. limited time get 20% off your entire order using promo code defector20 when you purchase defector.org Welcome back, folks. Alex Newman here, senior editor at the New American Magazine. And there's there's so much to discuss. I don't know how much we'll be able to fit into this brief segment that we have. But, you know, th- this whole claim that Putin is a nationalist, he's standing up for the nation state against the globalist forces of world order. Uh, you know, I, I, let, let's look at that briefly. Right. So he, Russia, of course, is a critical player of the BRICS. And, and if you look at the statements that the BRICS governments make, Brazil, Russia, India, China and South Africa, um, they are very much in line with the globalist New World Order vision that's promoted by Western globalists. They call for uh, global currency. They call for strengthening the UN. They call for international relations to be conducted uh, based on the UN Charter. Um, they call for for the regionalization. Right. In fact, if we look at the BRICS, each one of the BRICS, and we did a whole episode of Behind the Deep State on this. You can find it at the New American. Each one of these BRICS governments is actually the anchor of its respective regional union. Okay, and by regional union, I mean like the European Union, the African Union, and Putin is building his own Eurasian Union. Now, uh, he is, of course, being portrayed as the enemy of the Western-led liberal world order, liberal international order. But, uh, you know, they have known for a long time that conflict is the fastest way to advance their agenda. It's the dialectical process. You've got the, the thesis, the antithesis, and then you get the synthesis, which is what you wanted all along. So you've got a bunch of Americans and people in the West looking at Putin, looking at Russia and saying, wow, that's great. He's Christian. He's standing up for traditional values. Uh, he, you know, we, we like that. Then you've got a bunch of people in Russia looking at the West and saying, wow, they have free elections. You know, they have relatively free speech. They can parade down the street naked in, in, in front of children with pride parades. Wow, I wish we were more like that. So we're watching here this longtime strategy that Anatoly Golichin talked about, this um, this convergence of the East and West. And, and again, I wrote extensively on this. I encourage you to read our articles in the New American magazine. But Henry Kissinger 
the late Henry Kissinger, who was actually very, very close to Vladimir Putin. Uh, Putin talks about this in his autobiography. Uh, Kissinger was given many, many awards by Putin. Um, and uh, they used to eat dinner at each other's houses. I mean, these guys were buddy, buddy, like two peas in a pod. Uh, and, and Kissinger lays out the strategy for world order in his book, um, in his book, World Order. He says that the strategy for world order will involve a coherent strategy, establishing a concept of order within the various regions, and then to relate these various regional orders to one another. So that is how Kissinger described the process for getting a world order. You divide the world up into regional orders. You play them off each other. You get some to ally, some to oppose. And out of that, you get the world order. Now, Putin himself has, has many, many times indicated his agreement with the globalist narrative. I want to listen to uh, one clip here of him talking. Uh, obviously, it's through a translator, but talking about how much he loves the UN and what a great system it is. The UN has been ably fulfilling its mission of protecting peace promoting sustainable development of the peoples and continents and providing assistance in mitigating local crises. This enormous potential and expertise of the UN is relevant and serves as a solid basis for moving ahead. After all, by the way, this translation like for the radio audience or regional is that entity, of Vladimir the UN should not grow stiff but evolve in accordance with the dynamics of the 21st century and consistently adapt to the realia of the modern world that is indeed becoming more complicated, multipolar, and multidimensional. So there you heard him talking about the, the multipolar world order, folks. That's what's happening here. And that's what we identified in the 2014 uh, pair of articles that I did looking in depth at Putin. He's part of this process that the Council on Foreign Relations, deep state headquarters in the United States, has been advocating for over a decade of moving us toward a multipolar world order. Uh, I want to show you a few of the clips uh, that uh, of the interview Putin and Tucker did uh, some interesting stuff. So check this out. Uh, of course, right as the interview was dropping, we had uh, a situation where uh, the U.S. Congress was talking about sending another huge amount of aid, 60 billion, I believe, to Ukraine. And here is Tucker and Putin talking about this. One of uh, our senior United States senators from the state of New York, Chuck Schumer, said yesterday, I believe, that we have to continue to fund the Ukrainian effort or U.S soldiers, citizens could wind up fighting there. How do you assess that? This is a provocation and a cheap provocation at that. I do not understand why American soldiers should fight in Ukraine. There are mercenaries from the United States there. The bigger number of mercenaries. Well, and, and I want to comment on this real quick, too. You know, he talks about Americans who are fighting there are mercenaries. In fact, uh, somebody very close to my family actually went to go fight there. He was not a mercenary. He was an American of uh, Ukrainian heritage, and he went there to fight because he thought the cause was just. He actually was killed. Um, and, and so these are not mercenaries, right? A lot of times they're young, uh, idealistic men who, who want to fight in a cause, uh, who believe that Russia has uh, committed an aggression against its neighbor. And so they want to kind of go over there and stand up and fight for something that they believe is right. Uh okay, let me pause that just a second to interject. We got a lot of young men. I want to encourage you young men. You've given energy and desire uh, to to have purpose in your life and do things so that you can do it for the glory of God, not so you can do it for corporate fascists. Okay, and that's the that's the disconnect because there's been a lot of young men. I really believe this. There's been a lot of young American men 
who've given their lives for a lie. It breaks my heart to say that. I don't say it with any animosity towards the military or to those men in our military. I don't say that with that. It breaks my heart that young men, young men in their 20s and 30s, some of them older, but most of them in their 20s and 30s, gave their lives in support of a cause they believed in, but the lie that was behind driving them to give their lie, their life, this is where the people have to draw the strings in. I've told you guys many times, I've talked with some of these soldiers, and they said, if you want to support the troops, quit sending them to the foreign wars. That's what the troops are saying. That's not what I'm saying. That's what the troops are saying. From Vietnam to Iraq to World War II, I've heard them all in between. Korea, yep. You want to support the troops? Quit sending them to the foreign corporate fascist wars. Quit doing that. <sighs> Frustrating, I'm telling you. Uh, and we're not going to have time in this segment to go through all of these clips, so I'll, I'll kind of summarize them for you. But um, you know, Putin goes on, and he makes some very important points. He, he talks about how the United States is in massive amounts of debt. We've got this chaos at our border, and you're going to send troops to go fight us in Ukraine. Okay, you know, a lot of Americans will look at that and say, wow, you know, that makes a lot of sense. Um, Putin also said he wanted a negotiated settlement to what is happening in Ukraine. Uh, and he explained to Tucker that he's been trying to get a negotiated settlement. Well, what does that mean exactly for the Ukrainians? How much of their territory are they supposed to give up? How much of their sovereignty are they supposed to give up? Um, there's a really interesting segment in there where Putin actually blames the West, uh, the Central Intelligence Agency, and the, the coup that they did in Ukraine back in 2014 that we covered extensively at The New American uh, as the cause of all this, the, the, the reason that he had to go in there. Now, you know, we, we have talked about all this extensively in previous episodes, and again, I, I don't think uh, we ought to take Putin at his word, but these are things that you're really not hearing about from the mainstream media in the United States that people ought to know about. Uh, Tucker also was pretty tough on Putin regarding the Wall Street Journal reporter who's currently being held in Russia on these uh, spying allegations. Tucker actually advocated for Putin to let him go. Uh, Putin didn't make any commitments, but he suggested it was possible. And then uh, he also asked a really interesting thing about Putin joining NATO. And uh, Putin said that Bill Clinton had kind of expressed openness to the idea and then later backed off, which is really, what? really interesting. Of course, it was. The hang on. Hang on. Joining NATO? Is it the whole purpose of NATO to defend against Russian aggression? It, it, wasn't that the whole premise? Okay, so if you join NATO, can we just get rid of NATO? Or are you going to siphon off money off the countries for that and get a benefit for that? See, see how they play the people? Because people don't think. Yeah, we'll, we'll give the very reason that we formed NATO. We'll allow that country that we were opposed to to just join NATO. We'll then dissolve NATO, quit taking our money from it, for it. Since they want to join, let them join. You guys have a good old boys club or whatever and quit taking our money. And quit calling up troops for that. Ugh. It's crazy. It really is crazy. That told the Ukrainians we would defend them if they gave up their nuclear weapons just in case anybody ever decided to um, invade. So, so much going on here, folks. I wish we had more time to, to talk about it. But I, I want to end with just a, a little bit of talk here about 
what Anatoly Golitschen revealed in his books, uh, New Lies for Old and the Perestroika Deception, and then this globalist strategy for world order. So uh, Golitschen revealed in his book that there was this plan to uh, lull the West to sleep, right? A fake collapse of communism where the communist Chinese and, and the communists in Russia and the Eastern Bloc would be working behind the scenes to eventually have what he calls a second October revolution, where the whole world would then come under communism. But then there's the World War III element, right? Uh, one of the biggest deep state bigwigs in the 1960s, Lincoln Bloom, he wrote a report for the State Department called A World Effectively Controlled by the United Nations. And he said that the fastest road to world government, the fastest road to a world effectively controlled by the United Nations was war or the threat of war. So what we're seeing here, I think, is all of this working in unison. They need to knock the United States down to be able to build a true new world order because of the ideals that our country is founded on, the idea that God gave us rights, the idea that the government exists to protect those rights. That's not compatible with the new world order that they want. And so here they might kill two birds in one stone, uh, destroy the United States or at least bleed us to death with all this funding for foreign wars and maybe even getting sucked into them. And then you have the war, which in itself will promote this concept of uh, world order. Right After World War II, people agreed to the United Nations, to, to the World Bank, to the IMF, uh, to the nucleus of what eventually became the European Union. So we're watching all this happen, folks, all these different agendas that you're not hearing about, e even, unfortunately, from Tucker. Uh, you know, I, I have a lot of respect for Tucker Carlson and the work he does, but these are things that Americans need to know to make an informed opinion. You know, there's so much more that we could discuss. This is just a really deep subject. I mean, we probably ought to do like three episodes in a row on these issues and you know, what's going on with Russia, what's going on with Putin, what's going on with the BRICS, what's going on with the New World Order. But um, for those who are really interested in this, and I think you should be interested in this, folks, this is one of the biggest topics of our day. It is going to shape all of our lives. It's going to shape the world system for generations to come. So you ought to be familiar with this stuff. And we don't want to be misled. We don't want to be deceived uh, by anyone, by the fake media in the United States, by Putin and and. Uh, Others, we, we just we need to have the facts so that we can come to sensible conclusions. Now, uh, if you want to learn more on these issues, uh, in on October 6th of 2014, we put out uh, issue number 19 of the New American Magazine. The cover had a picture of Putin on it. It said, Defender of Christian Faith and Morality. It was by my friend and colleague, William Jasper. I cannot encourage you strongly enough to read this article. Gives you a lot of background on Putin that you're not hearing about. Right? He, he has gone through a great campaign to try to make himself appealing to American conservatives, to uh, people who believe in traditional values around the world. But you need to know this background. It's critical. Uh, and in that same issue, I had two articles. Uh, one of them, maybe the most important one, is uh, Putin, colon, key player in the new world order. And what I show is that Putin, and through his actions, is following the same roadmap toward world order that Henry Kissinger has laid out, that other globalist architects have laid out. I encourage you to read it. And then we have another article that I wrote in there, uh, East-West Convergence. Uh, looking at how the, the Western world and the Eastern world are gradually being merged through a strategy of kind of carrots and sticks and, and, and regionalization into this one world system. So I hope you'll check those out, folks. Um, uh, a lot of it's available exclusively to subscribers of The New American. Unfortunately, you can read the beginning of it, even if you're not a subscriber. But I do encourage you to get to thenewamerican.com, check out these articles, learn these things, because uh, we are being targeted for deception from all sides. Right? The fake Okay, all right, so uh, Alex is right. We're going to try to get Alex on about something else here soon, sunsellibritymedia.com. Bradley, be with you at 3. And again, guys, submission to King Jesus, his government, the government that's on his shoulders, is the solution. All right, Bradley, be with you at 3. We'll see you then. 
Uh, oh, we'll see you then. Maybe I'll see you then. <laughs> Otherwise, we'll see you back here 6 a.m. bright and early. Talk to you then. See ya.